Welcome to the Gen Excellent Lessons Learned podcast with Marin and Monica. This is Marin. This is Monica. Hello, Monica. How's it going? It's going well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm just trying to enjoy the summer, but really sadly realizing that the summer's, you know, almost over and I have done almost nothing to enjoy it. So... (sighs) (laughs) It's been the same over here. My kids are packed up and ready to go back to school. I work at Austin School, like I've said, so I already know who his teacher is. I've already gone back, and they go back next week. I can't believe it starts so early. It's so weird. I mean, like, at least over here we had through Labor Day, and so there was always Labor Day weekend, which was like the big kind of final hurrah of summer. Mm -hmm. And it's just bizarre to me to think that you guys are like back in school, like in the middle of summer. We are. But when we are out like a month before you guys are at the end of the year and I watch everybody's like end of the year posts, I'm like, ha ha, sucka. I've been sleeping in for a month. Yeah. But over here, you know, summer doesn't really start until like the end of June or beginning of July. And it's always usually rainy during that time. So that's fair. You know, no big deal for us. Yeah, I hear you. When we were kids for us. Um, But that's so exciting for you. I know you love your job, so it's cool that you're back. I do. I'm really excited. I can't wait to see all the babies. Right on. All right. So today we are doing a growing up in the 80s and 90s was rad music edition. So excited about this. Same. I love music. Oh, my God. I feel like music really defined our childhood. Um, Yeah, more so. I feel like more so than our kids and kids of kids now. Uh, So I'm so psyched to get into this. I am as well. I know you and I have totally different tastes in music. It'll be interesting as we talk to see if um, like the differences in what stands out to us. Yeah, right. I know. I was thinking about that. Um, I definitely know that we do have some common interests in music. And I have one really, really awesome memory um, of late 90s. We were driving through a drive through and Santeria by Sublime came on the radio. <laughs> and we were just like... I think we were singing really, really loudly through the drive through speaker and really annoying the shit out of the <laughs> poor people working. I have absolutely no recollection of that other than that Sublime album being major. Like when we were teenagers, that was it. Oh my Just God, yes. Sunshine and Santeria. It was so, so good. That was, so I made a list of some of the most important albums in my life, and that is on the list. Like, every song on that album, I still listen to it. I have the whole album on my phone now. Uh, It was one of the first full albums that I downloaded as an MP3 on my phone. Yeah, I love it, love it, love it, love it. And um, I've been watching The Summer I Turned Pretty, and the other day... They played Teenage Dirtbag on there. Oh, my God. I love that song. I do, too. And to me, it it feels like it's more of an obscure, more obscure song. Um, 
not that it wasn't popular, but it definitely was not what I was expecting to see on like a teenage drama in 2023. Really? So I don't know. I have that one on my phone too. Me too. Um, so I, I hear it all the time. So it, I guess maybe wouldn't catch me as off guard because it's just kind of in my own little world and uh, would expect to hear it because I listen to it. Yeah. No, I totally do too. But it was, and they had um, cake going the distance. Oh my God. Okay. So I love cake. Totally forgot about them as like one of my key bands of, you know, like probably the late nineties. Um, I remember seeing Cake live at, I think it was Pet Aid in Salem uh, with the Violent Femmes. And it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. It was hot. It was super, super hot. Um, So it was kind of miserable, but it was also really awesome. And then like years later, um, I think I was in my late 20s. I actually ended up going out with some friends and the guitarist from Cake was dating one of the one of the people that I went out with. So he spent the night hanging out with this dude. It was weird. That would have been so exciting. Did you fangirl out? I would have. No, no, I didn't because um, I got some creepy vibes, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's okay to say that on the on here but I'll say it. Uh, got some creepy vibes. So yeah, I didn't really fangirl out. <laughs> what is the band that, why can't I think of it? It's an amazing band from Portland with Art, the lead singer. Everclear? Thank you. My Lanta. How did Everclear fall out of my head? Uh, because you were trying to think of it. Yeah. That's what happens? Yes. Art Alex Sakis. I was like, I knew that you would know as soon as I said, because as we've mentioned, we're from the Portland area. So that was a huge deal. Hell yeah, man. Loved Everclear. Anytime I hear Everclear outside of Oregon, I just get excited. Like I know that they're a band that people listen to, but when you're in it, like when you're so close, it's like, oh, is this regional? Are we more into it because it's right here? But no. Right. I wonder that. So I actually don't wonder that because I know that people listen to them. Um, a more recent band, not necessarily from the 80s and 90s, but one of my favorites, Modest Mouse. Oh, yeah. Are they from our area? They're from they're from Washington. Okay. Uh, but they have um, some roots in Portland. I can't remember exactly what the connection here is, but primarily they're from Washington. But I kind of think of the Pacific Northwest as kind of one area musically. Yeah. I really like Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. They're from Eugene. Um never heard of them I know I feel like a lot of people haven't but what I think is super cool about where we grew up and when we grew up is we're so close to Seattle yes and so many Seattle great so major out. yes yeah yeah I mean and- I'm assuming everybody knows but like Nirvana Pearl Jam uh Alan Chains right did Alice and Chains come out of Seattle I thought so I don't know about that, but I will say, um, the, these are like, okay. I know I mentioned in a previous podcast that the only celebrity that I'd ever met was, um, Rowdy Roddy Piper. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. They are from Seattle, Washington. Okay. Sweet. Right on. So my other, uh, the other celebrity that I've met that I completely forgot about when I was saying Rowdy Roddy Piper was the only one I'd ever met was, um, Jerry Cantrell. That was probably the coolest thing ever. 
Um, I went to go see Alice in Chains at a venue in Portland. It was a smaller venue. I can't remember where. And the after the ballroom, it might have been the Crystal Ballroom. No, Were you with I KG. Yeah, I don't think it was the Crystal Ballroom. I don't think so. It was somewhere else. But um, after the show, we were hanging out, and most of the crowd had cleared away. I don't know why we were still there, but we were in this, like, room, this area, and there was, like, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 people sitting around a table. I didn't really know any of them, I don't think. Um, and then I see this dude walking by, kind of going out the door, but he's, like, kind of, like, staring at me. And this is probably one of those instances where I – didn't trust my gut um and it turned out okay uh but but this dude is like kind of staring at me as he's walking kind of out the door across the room and then he stops and he just like waves me over he like just like with his one finger just like calls me over to him and I just immediately got up went over to him (laughs) stupidest thing but lo and behold he was the band's manager And they were packing up, getting ready to leave. And he just took me and KG down to go see Jerry Cantrell downstairs. Like he was just having a beer and we just hung around and talked for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes as the band got ready and and packed up. Um, It was awkward and uncomfortable and awesome all at the same time. Right. It sounds awesome. Yeah, it was. But I mean, Speaking for both KG and I, we were very naive in terms of like what you do backstage with bands and stuff like that. So (laughs) I have no idea what, you know, whether there were any expectations or anything, but we just stood there awkwardly and chatted. It was great. That is hilarious. Yes. (laughs) They're like, okay, I don't think these ladies are into what we're into. So bye. I mean, he was a really nice guy. I didn't get any weird, creepy vibes or anything like that. So I I think, you know, they were just looking for someone to hang out with Jerry while the rest of the band packed shit up because Jerry was above that. That's awesome. How exciting. Um, I have a lot of awesome concert memories from growing up. And I feel like at least I mean, many of them, I feel like, have to be with you. I know we saw Stone Temple Pilots together. I feel like we saw them twice together, once at Bend and once at the Family Values Tour. My God. I was literally just talking about the Family Values Tour with my partner the other day. Um, I talk about that all the time. Right? Uh, Because also (laughs) Linkin Park was there. Um, And Stained. And Stained, yes. Oh, God. I forgot about Stained. Um, But Stone Temple Pilots was obviously the reason to go, in my opinion. Um. I've seen Stone Temple Pilots seven times, I think, total. (laughs) Uh, So I know we saw them together at Family Values, and I'm sure that you were there for at least one of those other times. Yeah, I remember seeing them in Bend. So I think I've only seen them in Bend once, and I went with somebody else. Um, I know I was with KG. Yeah, you guys probably went uh, separately. But yeah, that was... (laughs) I mean, people who don't know, Marin was obsessed with Stone Temple Pilots. I, th- I think was is the wrong word there. Marin is obsessed with Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, my God. So Stone Temple Pilots were 
pivotal in my life. I, I actually have this written down. Um, 1994 was the year that my kind of musical tastes got shaped because I heard Stuntable Pilots. Um, it, maybe it wasn't 94. It might have been 95. It was Big Bang Baby from their album Tiny Music, Songs from the Vatican Gift Shop. The first time I heard that song, I completely fell in love with Stuntable Pilots. This was like their third album after Core and Purple, which just, I mean, fucking amazing. Just absolutely amazing albums. Um, But for some reason, something about Big Bang Baby just like caught me. And I fell in love with Stuntable Pilots. I had the biggest I was so in love with Scott Weiland oh, yeah. for <laughs> ever in fact when he died a guy that I had known from work for a long time um you know we were friends-ish kind of at work but he knew how much I love Sundable Pilots he actually texted me when Scott Weiland died um to tell me how sorry he was <laughs> oh my god it was great but yeah, dude, I, I, I can't even begin to describe my love for Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, yeah, and I love Stone Temple Pilots as well. Not quite the same. Um, again, like I said, we have very different tastes in music. So you, I feel like, were more rock, and I was more. I think we both like hip hop. But I, I think I was. Har- I like gang- I liked gangster rap. So. Yeah, we both were more into, like, rap, and then I was into country as well, whereas you, as you've mentioned, Lose. are not at all. Ever. Not whatsoever. No. So, what I have written down on my list is um, Dre, Snoop, Pac. Yes. Yes. I, you know, specifically, I remember how much you love Eminem. Yeah, I feel like that was later, though. M yeah. more like 2000s. No, he was late 90s, too. Like, you... Uh, what is it? Um, My name is... That came out in the late 90s, I believe. I remember being in your car, I think. Um, and you were singing, you knew every single word to the song. (laughs) And I was like, so impressed because I'm normally, I'm, I'm a person I can, I know the words to, I don't even know thousands of songs, but Eminem, like it, 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 I I can't get the words to his songs for some reason. I love them. But I can't get the words for some reason. And you just like rattled that off so fast. <laughs> what song was it? I think it was My Name Is. Probably. I mean, I do. I love Encore was my favorite, I believe. Or no, the Eminem show. That was my favorite. And that um, was when we were in our 20s. But I <laughs> love that. And I, I mean, of course, like the East and West, I feel like all of this stuff, it was such a big deal for us when we were growing up that it's crazy to me that it's not the same kind of relevant, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. Like- it was all about East Coast, West Coast. I mean, obviously, 
West Coast was superior by far. Um, (laughs) But no, it's not about that anymore, which is great. I mean, thank God it's not about that anymore because that led to a lot of violence and a lot of, you know, bad stuff. Um, I think once it moved from that into more, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's right to say, uh, misogynistic lyrics, um, kind of demeaning toward women. Is this, am I being a bad rap fan by saying this? No, it just, it didn't, it hasn't moved more toward that. It started out with a lot of that. It's just, there are different elements to it that different people were into. Like there's the Tupac stuff that's like, keep your head up, which is very empowering. And then you've also got like, I get around and hit him up, stuff like that, that is not quite so empowering. And then you've got Too Short. Um, he was not <laughs> empowering. Um women but the music and the culture was so amazing and it brought such a light to things that we growing up in the suburbs especially had never heard about and never would have heard about yeah yeah it was epic I don't understand how our parents didn't care that we were listening to the chronic at what like 12 years old 13 years old I don't know if my parents really like my brother had um too short and um so many of the uh the the rap tapes and albums and things like that nwa was big for him but our parents weren't really around when we were listening to that my dad heard my warrant cherry pie tape and threw it out the window when i was little (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i just got a visual of the the video for cherry pie in my head (laughs) I love Warrant. I love, I still love, I still love that. But yeah, my dad took my tape and popped it out of the player and tossed it out the window. That's really sad because that was a good one. Um, I will say I'm not familiar with Too Short. I'm sure that I've heard his stuff, but I can't think of any Too Short stuff off the top of my head. Yeah, which is understandable. Um, Something else that I have on my list, which is a complete turn um tiffany oh my god (laughs) yes i loved tiffany i i still have tiffany music on like in my itunes so do i yes i think we're alone now yes (laughs) i I have hold an old friend's hand um i've like got her sad songs from her tape because that's what i listen to is a sad tween oh my god tiffany uh debbie gibson was kind of like the same era Um, which is funny i put that down on my list because i wasn't super into debbie gibson but i was definitely into tiffany yeah i only had room for one of them i was i liked both of them i liked tiffany more than debbie gibson but i i did very much like debbie gibson i remember going to hawaii when i was little and um, my brother had his little Walkman and I had my Walkman, not to be confused with the Discman. It was pre-Discman. Tape-playing um, Walkman, yes. Yep. Um, and my brother was falling asleep listening to Sir Mix-a-Lot. 
So <laughs> every now and then he would just like bust out with these lines, but he was dead asleep. It was just still playing in his ears. And he would just bust out with um, my posse's on Broadway or I like big butts, just these random lines. <laughs> the entire time we were there, I listened to the Bangles Eternal Flame tape. Oh, my God. Yeah. I that still one... hear any of that. And it's like right back there. See, I was I, I liked Eternal Flame, but I was not a huge Bangles fan. Um. I don't know why, because they were great, but I just never really got into them. I remember my Walkman. Um, I vividly remember listening to Bobby Brown, his yes. Don't Be Cruel tape. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was with my family. We were like walking out of a restaurant somewhere, and I immediately put my Walkman on and started like listening to don't be cruel or my prerogative or something like that from that tape. It was like one of my favorite tapes, but the first tape that I ever wore, I think this might've been the only tape that I ever actually wore out. I wore it out from listening to it so much was faith by George Michael. (laughs) Oh my God. That one was my jam, dude. That album was my jam. I loved it so much. Have you watched the wham documentary on Netflix? No, but I believe it's in my queue. You should watch it. It's good. Yeah, I will when I have I, I just haven't had time to do much of anything lately. So I will watch that. Add it no. to my top move. I'll move it up to the top of my list. Okay. It's an easy watch, but it's also really, really enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, I know we've talked about our love for New Kids on the Block. Yes. Um And I used to listen to, like I said, country with my dad. So I've got a ton of like 80s, 90s country stuff that I used to love, like the Judds and Dwight Yoakam. Like those things were always, um, those were songs I always like to listen to with my dad. But also he and I would listen to Elvis so much again, not 80s and 90s, but um, yeah, I just loved listening to Elvis with my dad. Yeah, I know how much of an Elvis fan you are. So much of an Elvis fan that you wanted to get married by Elvis. Yeah, buddy. And I did. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. A little white wedding chapel. I know. Yep. Well, I was pretty sure I would never get married. But if I did, I was going to get married in Vegas by Elvis. Yep. And then, so I also remember... I remember your love of Elvis, but also one thing that sticks out in my head with you and your dad was going to Dollywood, which I know it's not necessarily for the music, but Dolly Parton obviously um, is Dollywood, right? Yeah. So I did that with my dad's mom, my brave, brave grandma and my step grandpa, Arnie, who was from Denmark. Um, they drove us across the country from Portland to Virginia because they were crazy, apparently. That's insane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was nine. Were so. you really only nine? Mm-hmm. I thought you were older than that. I don't believe, maybe I was 10. I don't think so because I feel like it was, no, because I was friends with Wendy already. So I must have been 10. It must have been the summer after the summer I'm thinking of. But yeah, they um, they took us and they stopped at every amusement park 
between Portland and Virginia. And we went to Dollywood. Well, I remember you had an amazing time. I thought your dad was there, but I guess not. No, he was not. All right. But we Um, love our Dolly. Yeah, right. I don't necessarily, but I appreciate (laughs) Dolly. Well, now that I'm so much closer, Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, which is where that is, um, those are like places everybody around here goes for vacation and things like that. So I'm going to have to get back out to Dollywood. I'm shocked that you haven't gone again, honestly. I know, huh? Yeah. I have a friend who um, I was actually supposed to do something with today, but we were both exhausted. So we're going to do it next week. And anyway, he recently went to Dollywood, I believe, and had a great time. Nice. There's a lot of stuff in Gatlinburg, which is right by there also, um, that is just like mountains and all kinds of cool stuff like that. I like me some mountains. As do I. Are the mountains over there like they are over here, though? Yes. Are they? Yeah. Are they they as impressive? Are they as, like, alpine? Like the Great Smoky Mountains? Yes, ma'am. I don't know. I don't know if I'm buying buying what you're putting down. That's I'm not okay. You'll have to with... come out. You'll have to come out and check it out. Um, we went to North Carolina last year, and that's when we went all up into the mountains, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was actually. There's a lot of stuff around here, especially Georgia, that's very similar to Oregon. Interesting. Like the landscape is very, very similar. Huh. Okay. Well, one of these days, I'll get out there and check it out. Yes, ma'am. So one thing that I'm realizing, um, as I was kind of thinking through um, this topic and getting ready for today and making some notes, I realized that most of my childhood memories involve music because I have a lot of like blank spots. I don't remember a lot of my childhood, but the memories that stand out largely are associated with music and I love that because it's all just such awesome music like I remember being three years old and my mom had Michael Jackson's Thriller album and um, just blasting that through our house and I remember being terrified of it because Thriller was scary (laughs) but Also loving it so much because it was just so much fun. And we had such a great time just like singing and dancing to the album. Love that memory. Absolutely. I have um, the a musical note with the heartbeat tattooed on my wrist because at any point there is a song stuck in my head or there is a song reference that I can make for any situation that's going on. Like there is always some kind of music happening in my brain at all times. The um, police officer that we have working at our school, he also listens to a lot of the same music that I do. And growing up, um, I always tease him because he went through like a Fred Durst phase (laughs) in high school. Um, So like he and I all the time, one of us will just bust out in song and the other will pick it up. Like he walked by my desk the other day and was like, get a book. And then that leads to us singing Wham! all day. I love that. 
I love that one, one memory that I have, this is like not just one memory, but it's an ongoing, um, kind of theme from when we were teenagers and in our twenties, I believe, uh, was your love of Firewater Burn by the Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> I have Bloodhound Gang written on my list. I love, 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 love that song. Love that song. Oh my God. You would sing that song constantly. And then, oh God, what, what is the other one? Okay, well, to be fair, it is one of the best songs in the history of the world. I mean, I can't argue with that. It truly is. <laughs> the lyrics are ridiculous. It's so me. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm thinking of you and KG driving each other crazy because you both like the same music. And I feel like you would like to sing along. And she didn't want anybody to sing along. So she would get super aggravated. And it was, um, I cannot think of the band. And it feels, yeah, it feels like the world has gone cold now that you've gone away. Isn't that Linkin Park? No. Oh. No, Maybe and I have it in my... <laughs> Maybe if you sing it again, I can Shazam it just from you singing it. I doubt that. The <laughs> Offspring. Oh, God, yeah. I love The Offspring. <laughs> I love the it's like why can't I think of what it is some of that might need to be um but yeah I remember it just being so funny to me that that song gone away would come on and I was in the back seat you and KG were in the front you were driving she was passenger and you would sing and she would get so mad <laughs> yeah I, I to this day, I can't not sing, uh, especially if I'm in the car and there's music playing. Of course. No, it just cracked me up. Like the, it just is very um, indicative of the dynamic in general. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me elaborate on that with, an- <laughs> with another story. Uh, you weren't there for this one. Uh, I wish that you had been. I... I despised Ace of Base. I loathed them. <laughs> um, Ace of Base and Four Non Blondes, I hated so much. And <laughs> KG also hated uh, Ace of Base. And we were in my car, and I had this rule it was my car. And given the dynamic that you just described, um, I felt that it was uh, necessary to put some parameters around the music in my car um <laughs> I'm trying to think of a nice way to say that um, well I'm laughing because um we laugh because you just weren't allowed to put parameters up we were not the parameter makers right <laughs> like if we just that wasn't an option for us <laughs> exactly <laughs> so I'm in my car right with KG, we're in my car. It was like 10 o'clock at night. And I had a rule in my car. It was my stereo. I got to pick the music. <laughs> Maybe this was like a control freak thing. No, I think but that's, as, that's fine. You know, right. And, uh, you know, as a, as a 
child of a uh, you know mom who really hated pop music and always made us listen to you know classic rock, which I love, and most of the music on my phone now is classic rock and. 90s and 80s um but not really pop um and having two brothers I never ever got to pick the music so when I got my own car I was so happy that I finally got to have some control over the music that I listened to while driving <laughs> not in this scenario my friend <laughs> oh, well let me just tell you um to repeat I hated Ace of Bass so much. Uh, the rule in my car was that you don't change the station without asking me. Like, I'll change the station or I'll say, hey, go ahead and change the station. But if I didn't want the station changed, I wasn't happy about that. Um, so, so it's like 10 o'clock at night. We're driving. We're not that far from our house. Maybe like, I don't know, a mile and a half or something from our house. Ace of Bass comes on the radio and KG changes the station. And <laughs> I was not having that. I was, you know, that was against the rules in my car because I didn't, I, I think that I was trying to annoy her and was singing along to Ace of Bass, <laughs> knowing how much she hated it. Cause I also hated it, but she wanted to change the station. And I, I was like, well, no, um, and so I started singing along, I think, and I think that that just made her mad. And so she changed the station. So she and I kept changing it. So she would change it away from Ace of Base and I kept changing it back. And I kept telling her not to change the station because she wasn't respecting my rules of my car. <laughs> and, um, so she changed it one last time and I said, fine, I stopped the car and I made her get out. At 10 o'clock at night, <laughs> she had to call her dad to come pick her up, <laughs> which was, um, I don't know, maybe mean of me, but I felt like she was really disrespecting my rules um, <laughs> and I couldn't be disrespected in my car <laughs> like that. I witnessed so many of these through the years <laughs> with the two of you. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, you guys just like to annoy the crap out of each other and then you guys would get so <laughs> mad <laughs> yeah we would it was our personalities we were both a little bit of instigators I think <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> that's funny that story probably doesn't make me sound very good but whatever it doesn't make you sound bad I mean I've had to leave people on the side of the road. <laughs> Haven't we all at some point or another, man? Probably. Probably. Oh, my God. I think one of the best things about – the best and the worst things about growing up when we did in terms of music – well, two. Two things. One of the best things was that, you know, we didn't have – electronics we had tv um but we didn't have you know smartphones and computers weren't really that much of a thing um especially in our youth you know it wasn't until we were like you know graduated from high school that they really started becoming part of your daily life mm -hmm. um but the fact that 
we didn't have electronics, music was our entertainment. And I think that that's why it defined that time period so much and how, you know, just, we're just so fortunate that we got that opportunity to really just kind of fall in love with music because it was what we had. Oh yeah, for sure. And coming of age, I believe when we did, we were just exposed to so many more things, especially through music. Like I had mentioned before, like rap and hip hop, stuff like that just introduced us to entirely different worlds. And then we had, you know, you've got Rob Zombie, Bloodhound Gang, The Offspring, you've got Eminem, you've got Peter Cetera and the Bangles. And (laughs) there's just so much. I feel like there was just such a rich and diverse um, kind of music that we, we had. And we were the first generation that had MTV. So we got to see our music play out. You know, we got to see Mm -hmm. the, the visions and the images that the people that were creating the music wanted us to see or feel the things that they wanted us to see and feel. And it just gave a whole new dynamic to it. And we had the benefit of, of seeing the talent on display, you know, seeing these bands like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and, you know, Alice in Chains and these bands that they played their instrument and were just really, really good at it. I mean, prior to that, obviously, you know, bands were playing their own instruments. One of my very favorite bands of all time, like, actually, I can't just say one of my, so many of my very favorite bands of all time are just some of the, they have some of the best musicians like Queen, Brian May, an amazing guitarist prince an amazing guitarist um pink floyd and led zeppelin like just some of the best musicians and we got to see them you know on on, in those music videos like exhibiting their talent and it was just something that has almost kind of died out because now everything is just done electronically you don't really get to see that as much anymore and I just you know I think it sparked a lot of a lot of um passion for playing instruments and and being in a band and maybe I'm just old now but I feel like it's not so much about being in a band anymore as it is about being famous Right. And I think it's probably, it depends, you know, it's probably some of both, but I'm so grateful for the bands I actually got to see live. My dad was really big on giving um, concert tickets for gifts. So I saw um, Alanis when Jagged Little Pill came out. I saw Weezer when Buddy Holly had come out. I saw No Doubt when Don't Speak came out. Um, I've seen Audio Slave twice stone temple pilots like so many shows that i got to go and see yeah it i so i think i was at that same alanis concert um jagged little pill i was 16 so you were 16 or 17 Mm -hmm. um that was awesome i actually ended up that kind of was like my last hurrah for her for a while it just kind of wore me out for a while but I've been listening to her a lot again lately especially Jagged Little Pill um 
But also, you mentioned Weezer. Yeah. So I did not see Weezer back then, but it must have been like 2013, I think. They did a concert at Pioneer um, Square in Portland. It was for the opening of a store or something. And so I think it was a Microsoft store. They they ended up putting on a concert at Pioneer Square. It was free, I believe. Um, and my mom worked downtown at the time and her building was right on Pioneer Square. So we were able to go up to her office and um, watch the concert like from, I don't know, 12 stories up. It was so much fun. That's awesome. I, um, it was Weezer, no doubt, together. And I went, I think I got those tickets for my 18th birthday, maybe 17th, but I went with Trav. Nice. That would have been so fun. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. Especially back then. Um, one of my favorite concerts, I might have mentioned this in, in the uh, episode where we were talking about New Kids on the Block. Um, my first real concert after New Kids on the Block I will always remember it was Collective Soul. And I loved Collective Soul so much, especially their album, Hints, Allegations, and Things Left Unsaid. I knew every single word of every single song on that album. So they came to town and they were playing at this little teeny tiny venue called La Luna, which is not there anymore. Do you remember La Luna? I do. Loved La Luna. Um, So we went and I went with KG and we got right up front like we were literally at the front of the stage um it was the best concert because we had the best view it was like one of my favorite bands and the my favorite album of theirs and it was just so much fun I almost like had to get into a fight I I I have never been in a physical fight (laughs) um but I thought I was gonna have to deck somebody because she kept trying to get my spot and she kept like elbowing me to try to get me out of the way so she could take over my spot but I was not having that I stood my (laughs) ground it was amazing we really did have the benefit of growing up in the very best um, generation in my opinion when it comes to music movies everything that we've been talking about Um, from this particular conversation I'd say what I have learned the lesson that I have learned is any chance that you have to go see live music just do it because you're always going to remember it and it is such a such a bookmark on a time in your life like the music that you're into and the people that you're with and those memories just really stick out and so the lesson that I've learned is to make those memories and I think my, my lesson, the lesson that I've learned is, is similar um, in, in that, you know, the music really does define eras of your life and it can be so meaningful and so powerful to um, your life as you, as you get older and you think back on it fondly. It's just, uh, you know, just such a big part of who we are. And I, 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 maybe it's not a lesson that I've learned, but just something that I'm just so grateful for is, is the, the music that we had growing up and being at this kind of, um, being able to grow up at this kind of almost renaissance of music where we saw, 
you know, such an evolution um, with alternative coming out and rap, you know, coming out. I know rap started long before that, um, but really it kind of got propelled and became such a big part of the culture and exposed us to different, um, you know, different topics and different issues that we weren't really uh, aware of from our little tiny corner of the suburbs in the Pacific Northwest. And just am so grateful for, for all of the, all of the exposure that we had and how, you know, we can really, um, think back on different times in our lives and have these wonderful, amazing memories, um, that are really like soundtracks playing in our head. Absolutely. All right. Well, we should probably wrap it up. So I just want to thank you for, um, being down for this topic. I thought it was fun. I was so excited about it. And, um, I think the next one we'll try to keep, uh, maybe the eighties and nineties being rad theme going. (laughs) Perfect. Well, you have a fantastic rest of your day. You too. Thanks, man. Oh, thank you.